your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Lacrosse County Administrator Jane Claycamp is in studio with me. She's going to hang out this hour, so uh, we kind of we kind of uh, will recap the Lacrosse County Board monthly meeting, and then if we can, I don't know how. Like, there's no agenda. So, how much at this point? The Lacrosse County Board September meeting is weeks away, right? Three and a half weeks right. away, or four weeks away. Yep. Do we know even? I mean, we kind of know some of the stuff that might come. Like, how much of the agenda, percentage-wise, how much of of the agenda do you think you know at this point? Uh, Not very much because each committee, so there are standing committees then that push things to the entire county board. So we don't know what those are. I know that one thing the board will be voting on in September is the um, kind of the revisioning of Hillview. So the Hillview Healthcare Center, that's the... Um, the project that we're working on where it would be some housing, childcare, uh, obviously a community-based we, residential facility, all those the, things. In the sports world, we would call <laughs> the, the Hillview vision a five-tool player. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, are you a baseball? I know so enough. A five-tool player like can play D, can hit yep. mm-hmm. uh, multiple mm-hmm. positions. I don't, yeah. In fact, I'm not even sure if I know what a five-tool player is at this point. <laughs> I just know that it, that, that person is uh, can do a lot of things, and Hillview is that's a lofty goal. I it mean, is, is a it lofty goal. is it one of them deals where it's going to be a childcare facility? It's going to be a senior living facility. We we axed out having like Cooley Region Humane Society in there at this point. They, right? As far as I know, they okay. are not going to be childcare senior, um, and then like emergency kind of senior housing. Yep, for older people. Yep, and then oh yeah, and then housing right like yep. a. For, like for single, housing. yep. For single adults, that's four. Is there one? And I feel like there's one more. Uh, and then just regular yep. senior care. No, right? I, so there's also a nursing home. Oh, a nursing home. Yep. Okay, so it's like going to be. It is. It's got five, it's, mm-hmm. and it's got five wings. It has at least five wings. I think there are right. more than that. And you're so. putting solar panels on the roof of it. We are, or on the actually, I think on the grounds, not on the roof. Okay, yeah. on the grounds. Oh, so then we can't put like a community garden around it. Then oh, there's plenty of space. We could still do. A we could still. Garden. So maybe we could get six or seven out yeah. of the the Hillview Nursing, well Hillview mm-hmm. something center. What is it called? Healthcare center. Healthcare center. Are we changing the name? We I don't know. We haven't talked about that yeah. yet. So, so that uh, that maybe put that on the agenda. Maybe. Why Can not? I bring it up in a committee meeting? How do, Why not? How does how do things get onto a committee agenda? Because like something as stupid as that would have to, if you wanted to change the name of Hillview, I mean, maybe it's not stupid, but if it's going to be this very unique thing, mm-hmm. um, does just one of the 30, is it 31 board members? or 30. 30, 30, 30. board members mm-hmm. would just put that, it on the agenda? Or? That could be a way it could work. My guess is if I... This is a I, civics lesson for ex- Rick and ex- anyone exactly. else listening. Well, I guess to really start on a civics lesson, so each committee meeting, so Veterans Aging and Long-Term Care, Health and Human Services, Planning, Resources, and Development. I mean, there's committees. And each committee, before they start their meeting, have, or actually right after they start their meeting, they have a time for public comment. So, for example, if there was something that you wanted to come and talk to a committee about, you could come in and say, hi, my name is Rick Solom, and I want to say that the Hillview Healthcare Center's name should be changed to whatever you want it to be. So that that would be, the committee would look at you very nicely and say, thank you very much, and they don't respond because it's just public comment. Um, 
so then if that became something that was going to happen, my guess is Veterans Aging and Long-Term Care would consider what the name change would be, would recommend that as part of the bigger package with Hillview. So that's okay. something I'm assuming will be talked about in the future. Well, and that, that comes from public comment and do, do like, so then when it comes to individual county board members, they would they probably get their own public comments if the, if somebody reaches out to them in email sure. or something. But do, do they have this is a weird way of saying it their own agenda? Like you know what this is something I've been hearing about and sure uh, like well, like somebody uh, proposed what ten million for for road funding right? Like where does that you know yeah. start? I guess something it like usually that. starts in committee. I mean it can start at the county board, but usually it would start in committee. Whatever. Committee right before that. What's the step right before that? Um, so um, <laughs> I, I get public comment would be one way that, yep. that would start. Um, the the person who's on the committee or the chair would say it should get put on an agenda. Yeah. So then the chair of that committee would decide if something is going to go on an agenda or okay. not. So it's it's chair driven for each committee. Um, and so if the chair decided that it was something that was going to be on the agenda, it gets put on the agenda. Because I I'll just say like let's do my own experience. If I was this county board member, I test drove a car in West Salem. So I went up by the speedway, past the speedway, I went that direction. And it was like the roughest, it was, right? And I'm driving, I was driving a Bronco. So I got, you know, and my mom was with me and she's like, I do not like this. And I go, well, let's try it down a different road. And then it was great. Mm -hmm. And so we get back to the dealership and I go to the guy, I go, do not have anyone that's test driving a car go up that road. And he goes, oh yeah, it's the worst road in the county. And I don't know if it's on the agenda to fix that road, but like, the board member that represents that district, every meeting I feel like he should be like, we need to fix this road. Yeah, so what happens, roads are, again, very, they're, they're just an interesting thing. So there are all kinds of roads. We all, everyone knows this. There are obviously state roads, federal roads, county roads, yeah, that, town roads. I think that's a county. I think that's a, a weird analogy here, or a comparison here, but I think that's the road where the quarry is on, that that murder happened. So, um, but yeah, that, that, I think it's a county road is okay. what I'm getting at. So what happens is that the highway commissioner... Uh, he is the person who actually evaluates all roads every two years. Every two years, our highway commissioner goes out and drives every single mile of road in La Crosse County and determines if they are in good shape, medium yeah. shape, or bad shape. And so he has recently done that. So depending on what that road is, he then has basically a, a plan on how he intends on fixing the road. So that's how it works. Yeah, he's just got to prioritize. Yep. We had this conversation, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the it's the smiley face at the doctor's office. How That's do you right. feel the, That's the smiley to puke yes. face? But the yes. roads have same something. kind of thing. Yeah, ten is good, one is bad. Yeah, yeah. It would be funny if we did like a little picture analogy, but I don't know what it's like the size of the pothole, maybe or something. I am confident that uh, Joe Langbird, the highway commissioner, knows that it's all about you know there's uh, the alligator cracks and potholes yeah, right. and yes, there's all kinds of things that I'm sure he has to look at. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you have a question for Jane, shoot me a text. Uh, we're going to talk about the – it's budget season, she told me before the show. So I, and, and that's all I have in my notes, budget season essentially. But um, some of the stuff coming up uh, that, that came up in the last county board meeting was pretty big things. Child care grants, we're talking about uh, – this is always funny because the state is sitting on $4 billion in budget surplus. And meanwhile, the city and the county are spending big amounts of money – to help the childcare uh, situation in the area. Um, and that all comes from American Rescue Plan Act funding, so federal funding. Um, there's a little bit on like on Alaska. We'll see if we get to that. Family Keys, I have that in quotes. Uh, that's other grant funding that's going to kind of uh, going to help, I believe, homeless families, but we can get into it in a minute. And then uh, I just want to get an update on the diversity consultant as well. So 
All right, we got to take our first break. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Whether you're a seasoned chef or just starting your culinary journey, Cooley Region Cooks is your new podcast resource. Discover new techniques. Hear from local culinary heroes who are mastering the art of the kitchen. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 on WIZM. Stream your favorite cooking tips, local chef interviews, and mouth-watering recipes on the WIZM app. Or find us on your favorite podcast platform. Stay updated and engaged by following us on Facebook. Just search Cooley Region Cooks today. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. Jake Kleinkamp is in studio with me, hanging out this hour. She is the Lacrosse County Administrator, the czar of the Lacrosse County, uh, well, government, I guess that's what you could call her. If and she'll roll her eyes at that, so I'm not going to look at her at the for next next couple of seconds. But um, we were talking about County Road M. That was the road that I drove up, and it was bouncy, very deceptive road, Jane, because it doesn't look, it doesn't have potholes in it. Hmm. I think that just they they they've cemented the road, and then they drove something down it when the cement was still wet or something, <laughs> and it put a bunch of. It's like when the dog walks across your driveway right after. And then it was, it's all bumpy. I don't know. I don't well, know I'd have to look. I'll have to look at the capital improvement plan to see uh, <laughs> to see where that is on the project list. So, um, yeah, that was, so capital improvement plan. So somebody could go look at the the like rankings of these roads at this yeah. point, right? If they yep. really wanted to, they probably. what's nice about the county board agendas and stuff like that is you don't have to download a PDF. It pops up in a new window for some reason. The lacrosse city, the city hmm. council stuff. You got to download. I have a file of a folder on this computer with 10 million PDFs on it, and they're all labeled, you know, uh, copy number two in parentheses. <laughs> I understand that. Um, yes. All right. So, is budget season going to be the biggest thing we talk about? Because we have two segments, and one's a little. The next one's a little bigger than this one. Yeah. So, so I don't want to talk about last week's meeting, or uh, we I, don't all have, that I don't think I have a strong preference. So, okay. whatever you want to do. Let's, let's do the old news first and the okay. new, new news second because it's budget season. We'll talk about that. $208 million Lacrosse County budget. Uh, we'll get to that at the bottom half of the hour. But the Lacrosse County Board last week met their monthly meeting. So, um, at that point, how, how much of the stuff that's on agendas in general do you think is at that point probably going to be approved? Because oh, my, my experience with city council meetings is once it gets to committee, the committee usually recommends approval or not. And so by the t- when it comes to the public wanting to weigh in, and again, right, same with the county and the city, they, they got to get involved in these committee meetings, right? Yes. Yeah. The, the only place that people can give public comment is at committee meetings. It doesn't happen at the county board. So, yeah, if someone wants to have input, it has to be either to supervisors – in an email or a phone call or a meeting or um, at public comment. So that would be the way to give input. And it's pretty easy. You just go on county board members and you can, yep. I think you can click a button and email all 30 of them at one time, right? You can. Yeah. Um, do you get that email too? or just I do not get board? that email, but if it's relevant, it gets forwarded to me. Yeah. 30 times, right? Well, usually uh, by one person. The, for sure. the, the big money item on the Lacrosse County board agenda last week that was passed, I believe is uh, Lacrosse County launches $500,000 in childcare grant program funding. That's federal money, so American Rescue Plan Act money. Um, yeah, you want to just explain? Uh, where, where? So where did this originate from? Sure. So La Crosse County, once La Crosse County got the ARPA funds, 
childcare was one of the initial priorities. And it, we've talked about many different iterations about childcare. And what um, happened is now that Hillview is going to take up, if approved by the board, Hillview will take up the rest of the ARPA funds. But the board was interested in providing something for childcare providers and having a grant application where providers in more rural areas would be able to either, you know, expand their childcare um, or put in I'm, the example that we give over and over again. If I am a childcare provider and I can only have three children, but if I put up a fence, I can have six children that I take care of. It would be able to put up the fence. It isn't for things like wages or staffing because the lacrosse county is not able to support that i mean they're just and i i'm not meaning like we would support it as human beings right. but we can't phys- financially support that it's just too big so uh you know there it's it's hard to imagine how childcare is going to continue to evolve over time but this is one way that we're thinking that we can help providers do some things that will help um increase their ability to to take care of children yeah, so if a provider can maintain their like amount of workers at this point, but they can better their facility to allow for more children at the same worker level, right? Then they're essentially making a little bit more money, and then in that regard, hopefully, they would pay their workers a little bit more, right. or 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 make it cost a little bit less yep. for families to come because yep. it's just going to be uh, better for for that industry to survive. I think the other part of that is with um, some of the with the child care funds is the expectation is that they will do some work so that they can get a higher reimbursement rate from the state. So you can achieve certain levels within the state and then you can get a higher reimbursement rate. So we're also hoping this helps providers do that, too. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah, the child care facilities are graded, so to speak. I can't remember. The, the grades aren't grades either. They're, they're, they're stars. Names. Yeah. Stars. Oh, they're stars. That's right. Um, yeah, we could get into calling double A baseball and triple A baseball instead of just A, B, C, and D baseball. <laughs> we could have uh, five star child care facilities or five. We could just use the number five. We could. Or the number one if you want to flip it. Stars um, is better, though, Rick. I'm just going right, to say well, stars star, is nice. I mean, it fits the image of child care because, you know, like, oh, we get five That's stars. Right. Look at that. We should Who put them on our like wall. A star? Um, all right. So, and the, and the, the idea here $500,000 total. Okay, so when you say this is ARPA money, and this is money that you set aside years ago, right? Two years ago? Yeah, pro- well, we actually set aside more than this for childcare, but um, just we've tried a number of different plans. And to answer, or actually to talk about an earlier question you asked me about things not getting passed, sometimes things don't get passed. So any previous plan we brought forward about childcare did not pass. The board couldn't, as a group, get behind it. So. That's when, again, when we started to rethink Hillview because we couldn't afford the initial, um, you know, Hillview project and decided to use more of the ARPA funds to do that. Then we still wanted to do something for a child care provider. So the board um, approved the $500,000 for grants for child care providers. When the board can't agree to something and doesn't pass, is it just a 49%? Like, is it, it's just a majority? Right? For most things, it's a majority. Right. It's not a 60%, yeah. you know, like a... A yeah. Senate rule. If they're going to take out, if they're going to borrow money, it's a higher percent. If it's something unbudgeted, it's a higher percent. So okay. there are some things that some they exceptions. Need. Yep. Okay, um, and I think that thing that didn't pass wasn't that with the school district, kind of like a partnership there, yep. right? That was one of them. Yep. Um, and then more into this, so five hundred thousand dollars for the whole program, and then each individual childcare provider could could request up to twenty five grand. Yep. And yes, and there's going to be some. Uh, educational kind of 
processes about that, and you can go online. I'm sure if you go to La Crosse County, you'll be able to see it. I think there's going to be a push on social media and also regular media about it. So we do want all child care providers to be able to have access to and, and try to figure out if they can apply for it. Who determines whether or not the facility gets the grant? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have like a child care expert within the <laughs> county that would go, you know what? No, you mm-hmm. don't get this. There are um, two people who are primarily going to be screening all of them. One is the economic development person. The other one works at UW Extension. She's one of the community education people. They are the two that will screen them all, and then the it will go through two approval processes. One is the economic development fund board will approve them, and then executive committee will also approve them because we need we want a committee of the county board to approve them. So okay. it will it will go through a, a vetting process. All right. So, and then up to 25 grand and then, so it'll be for like updates, but also like if I want to start a childcare program there, there's a possibility of getting grants there. I think so. I think it's less about starting and more about enhancing. And, right. and again, I don't know the details enough that I, I feel like I, I can't really speak to that 100%, but it's more about enhancing what people already have because I'm sure starting a childcare is also very expensive. Yeah. The, and well, some you know some of the problem is we don't have enough childcare businesses. The other part of the problem is they're not affordable. So it, I don't know if, there, if there's more. Does it help? Uh, but then the other part of the problem is we can't get enough workers. So if you open a new facility, like you better be the only worker. I guess you better be the one that's working that facility. Maybe opening the, there's probably a tier here where facility upgrades. I know there's a tier like you're gonna you're gonna approve if all the money is is requested. You're gonna approve child care centers outside of the city of lacrosse first and then go to in within the city of lacrosse yep. right yep and then the next step would be like maybe at the bottom of the barrel here if there's funding left over maybe a new facility could get some grant money. yeah maybe again i think it's more about education and trying to raise the star level of of different providers so yeah just knowing that again there's not there's not enough local funding to be able to uh provide the the wages that staff need to be able to to make that worthwhile. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Jane Clay Camp is the Lacrosse County Administrator hanging out this hour. Um, okay, so the other the other things on the and we got a couple minutes. I think Lake on Alaska wants ten thousand dollars to harvest for the harvesting of aquatic vegetation. I think we talked before the show. Uh, boaters must be getting weeds in their propellers, and they want some funding to get the weeds out of yeah. out of the out of Lake on Alaska's boat travel corridor. That's it. That's you got it in in a nutshell. That's exactly right. So obviously, you know, waterways fill in with either sediment or weeds or a combination of both. And to be able for people to have good recreational opportunities, they need to be clear so people can boat through them. So that's one of the things that the county is doing is helping Lake Onalaska get well, rid of those weeds. Not yet. You have to not vote yet. on it, right? Uh, they voted on it last. last oh wait, week. we do vote yeah, on. Yeah. Okay, devil's advocate here. We already we should have did this meeting beforehand. It's <laughs> August. Like, shouldn't we do this? And like, I guess maybe the weeds aren't, do the weeds not, well, the weeds wouldn't exist early in the season. I have no idea. But man, boating season's almost over, I feel like. Well, maybe it somehow stuns them for next year. You're now way outside my uh, knowledge We need the aquatics expert in here to tell us why we Mm -hmm. need to do this in August and not like early July or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no idea. Maybe maybe that's the time to do it. Um, Family Keys, is this a program? Family Keys. So this is one of the areas that La Crosse County receives some state funding. Um, Child Protection Services is obviously something that the county does. And 
uh, one of the things that has happened over time is realize that sometimes families don't have a place to live, and the Family Keys Project, it's, uh, they're actually studying it. It's a research project where they're studying to see if providing homes for people, for families involved in child protection actually do better so that they don't have a recurrence of um, child endangerment if they have a place to live. So really trying to make it a safe, secure place for families to live while they're getting services around child protection. What's child protection? Oh, just child sh- protection services is where children are, re- there's a report that a child has been abused or neglected. Okay, so then they leave that family and go to a foster family? Mm, that not, can not happen. Okay. Obviously, what happens in many situations is that uh, there's a report and families are kept intact, which is better for children. Mm-hmm. Um, because once children are removed and, to, and go into foster care, the research would show that kids just don't do as well over time. Yeah. So really try to keep families together. Now, it's not... You know, it's imperfect, Um, but one of the ways, obviously, that we've noticed over the past few years with homelessness increasing and and the whole whole, um, purpose of this grant is to make sure that people have housing, and then they'll study that to see if the research over time shows that those kids had better outcomes, if those families had better outcomes. So it's really focusing on housing as being a primary way to to support families. It's taking a burden off some of the burden off a family that, that probably is struggling with housing. Therefore it's struggling with everything else th- down right. the line. Right. Yep. Do we pay for who for housing or do we pay for food that day or travel or cars or, or like yeah, that. whatever it is. So yeah, the, I mean, I think it's a, a good research project and I'm glad that La Crosse County was chosen to be one of the, one of the, yeah, this is a pilot program. You might've said that I was zoned out. Um, and it's grant funding. The County doesn't have to contribute to any of this. Now the only, is it 120 grand or 144 and a half grand? 144,500 dollars and a half. Um, or is it the combo of that? Is it So the first know? year it was the 122 oh, okay. and then the second year it's the 144. Okay. All right. We got to take a break. We'll talk budget when we come back. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen into my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. Lacrosse County Administrator. Jane Clay Camp in studio with me. At some point, Jane, I'm going to take your picture while you're trying to talk, and you'll get all flustered and befuddled. And um, so, when Jane starts like stuttering and can't get out a sentence, it's because I'm taking her picture. Uh, so I can put it on the website later. All right. So budget, budget talk. Well, let's do one other thing. ATV routes. This is the uh, every news station picked this up because I think I feel like a it's easy and b everyone can relate to driving ATVs down the road. I think I saw a post the other day. Somebody's driving an ATV. I think it was in on I ninety four in Minneapolis. So oh. someone was take like, and then their argument was I street legaled my ATV, so I should be able to. So they're they're like contesting the ticket or whatever you get yeah. when you drive your ATV down an interstate. But okay, so the is the what the board did we vote on this last month? Um, they did vote on it. Clearly, so, I didn't read any of no, the stories. It's okay because it, it was it was a little it happened a little bit differently than normal. So usually what happens is that the committee votes on it in a month, and then it goes to the board that same month. What happened was the committee 
wasn't able to make all of the decisions that they wanted to make on because of how they posted it on the agenda. So they had to have a special meeting prior to the county board meeting. So then what happened is that they had a special meeting right before the county board meeting, and then they talked about it at the county board meeting. So there were it was a little unusual. So ATV and UTV routes, my understanding of how it was changed was that a municipality that wants to approve them will have a chance to look at it and approve them. There's also a checklist about how many cars drive on that road, what's the density of the population, and then that will be taken into account to determine if county roads will be opened up for ATVs and UTVs. So it's just expanded the process a little bit, hopefully makes it a little bit easier for, you know, ATV clubs and municipalities so, to, to so open the, up. So the county board is essentially has... has allowed now different municipalities, different local townships to decide whether or not ATVs could drive on the road? Is that? The county still has the final say. Okay. But we want the we want the um, input from the, the different organizations and municipalities. So the county, the board has the final say. Okay. But when you drove your four-wheeler here today down, yeah. you know, State Main Street, Street, that was yeah. illegal. Yeah, it was. Because this I think is the so. city. Yes. You have no jurisdiction here, right? Like Correct. You don't, okay. Yep. Um, and her four wheelers parked in the ramp, so you. Can't and some see counties, it. Yeah, that's right. Some counties have really a lot of trails that ATVs and UTVs can drive on. La Crosse County does not have that because we're a little more urban, and so it's trying to make it so that people who do want to drive their ATVs are able to get from place to place. So it's you know, uh, it it's one of those things that people like to be able to have the freedom to drive what they want to drive, and if what, they do it safely, it's fine. What was the deal with? being allowed to do that at 7 a.m. or 5 a.m. because they're on the road like cars are on the road at the same time so I think it's loud cars are on the road at that time too I think the concern that I heard was about noise but again we've all been on the road and we've heard loud cars or loud motorcycles do we have a helmet law when you ride ATVs I think kids do have to have a helmet Because, uh, I mean... Motorcyclists some, don't have to, I think, no, if they're over whatever. No, nope. I think that there is... I don't know. I'm going to say I don't know, but I know that it's it's in the, it's in the outline, but See, I don't I, know. If I was approving this, I would add an amendment that said ATV riders that are riding on the road have to wear a helmet. Is that how that would work? You could. As a you county could, board that's member, right. I could... You could okay. do that, yes. Civics you would do that, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, it's... You told me it's budget season. The La Crosse County has a two hundred eight million dollar budget. Is that a year or t- for two years or one year? Okay, two hundred eight, and that's all I know. So, yep. uh, budget season starts in August. Kind of. Well, it actually depends on who you're talking to. So okay. it starts for staff and me in June. Okay. Because what happens is each department puts together their budget. They say what they want. We go through it, meaning finance department, and I go through all the budgets and determine if something needs to be taken out or something needs to be added in. We approve. We decide what kind of raise employees are going to get. We decide um, what kind of capital improvement projects are going to get done within the county. And then starting in September, I will give a very brief overview to the county board about what we think we're going to do. And then October is when the board makes some more decisions. So by the time it gets to October, the board will... um, in their committee meetings, they will look over all of the budgets and make any recommendations. We will actually talk about that in September, too. Is there anything that you want us to add? Um, and then November is when they vote on it. So, And that will be know. the 2024 budget. That's the 2024 budget. So you take it right up to the wire. We do take it right up to the wire. How many entities are putting in on this? Do you know that off the top of your head? Is it like 
like highway department and oh, 20, I don't know, it- yeah so there's for La Crosse County has 27 departments and then there are many many more sub departments okay so for example human services is a good example because it's a big department but within human services there's integrated support um, recovery services and ch- child protection and justice support services and the aging and disability res- so there are lots of budgets within the budget so it's it's a big it's a big project um, you mentioned the other number here within the two hundred eight million dollars. Do you want to explain that a little sure. bit? Sure. Where does the two hundred eight million dollars come from, Jane? Yep. <laughs> so, and and the two hundred eight million is for twenty twenty three's budget. I don't quite have the numbers for twenty twenty four, but it's close. It's around that. So, about thirty um, percent of our income comes from public charges. About eighteen percent comes from property taxes. About 26% comes from federal and state grants, and then there's some sales tax and some other things. So, uh, What was the first one again? Yeah, something charges? Public charges. So we charge people to do something. I'm going to give it – like if you want to get a marriage license, you have to pay something. Oh, okay. Um, so that, that's what public charges are. And obviously it's a big part. It's 30% of our budget, so there's a lot of things that get public charges. Yeah. Um, so and I can't think of any other examples. I was trying to be like, I paid for volleyball courts for the Parks and Rec, but that would have been zoning Alaska. permits. Okay. You know, there if someone's in the jail, they get charged. So there's there's if the some, phone fees, the phone fees. <laughs> We're trying um, to get rid of those still or not? I think we are. Okay. Yep. Um, if someone gets a crisis call and we can bill their insurance, that would count as that. So we have just a number of different things. Is it that all we, over the place? No, I it's it's not bad. So we're just talking about water here. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> talking about water. So, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's how our budget comes in. So property taxes are about $38 million of that $208 million. So that is how much our local property taxes. Obviously, any kinds of state and federal money that we get are taxes of some sort, too. That seems low, $38 million of property taxes. Is that, would, that, would that surprise some people to hear it's a $200 million budget and only $38 million of that comes from or thirty-eight million of that comes from ta- property taxes. I think that would surprise some people, and probably where um, it, it might make more sense if people understand that's only the county's portion of yeah. the property taxes. So, if you live in any sort of municipality, there's that part of there's property taxes, there's school taxes, there's western taxes, there's library taxes. So there's other taxes, but the part of your property tax that is the county's property tax is about thirty-eight million out of that two hundred and eight million. All right, so so the budget, and then what was the other thing I was going to ask when it comes to the budget? Okay, so you started this process in June. Um, oh, so twenty eight? Did you say twenty eight? Like entities are asking about twenty seven. Yeah. Is, is this the do do all these groups have a giant wish list and they just ask for you know if I if it's Christmas I'm going to ask for the PlayStation Five you know mm-hmm. as opposed to the PlayStation Four I'm just going to ask for the biggest best things mm-hmm. or do they have some sense to go you know what I'm probably not going to get this I'm not going to ask for it. yeah they're. It's really a bunch of very good department heads that are good about thinking about what they really want and need versus everything under the sun. Um, so I've worked for the county for a long time, but there was a time, I remember that very distinctly, when you always asked for more than what you needed because you always thought something was going to get cut. So you would put, you would basically pad your budget. That hasn't happened in a long, long time because departments... You're not the Pentagon anymore? We that? aren't the Pentagon, that's right. We don't have the $10 muffins or whatever it was. Um, but departments are very, again, they're practical, they're pragmatic, they understand that there's a big county that, you know, everybody needs to get part of the pie. So they're, they're very good about asking for what they need. So we, there's not a lot of cutting that has to be done. It's more about how much can we um, give for raises for staff. And, you know, it's, it's more, it's like a Jenga, putting it all together to make sure it works. Have you seen a lot of 
a lot of what people are asking for at this point? Yes. Is what would what would you say are like the biggest asks or the biggest needs? Um, I mean, so just we already talked about this, but obviously, roads is a big, you know issue where people want more money put into roads so we will decide how much of how much of the um the levy is going to go into roads obviously again we have when there's 27 departments i mean it includes libraries it includes nursing homes it includes uh human services it includes health it includes so we cover so many different things it covers zoning it covers land conservation i mean we are we really cover many, many, many different well, parts of people's lives. Do the county parks want new lawnmowers, and does the highway department want yes. a new snowplow? You know what I mean. All of like, those things, yes, all of those things. But are they true. only. But you're saying they don't really. Only if they really need. They're pretty good about what they ask for. Yes. Okay. Because I want you know they're probably going to want all new electric lawnmowers. So. Well, and that's I think that's what's exciting as we move forward and we continue to try to decrease our you know carbon footprint with solar being put on buildings and stuff like that. We actually went through a special process where we went over and above uh, what the county usually approves because we want to try to get our first you know electric vehicle. So. Uh, that might take us a little while, but the county board actually, again, approved a higher um, amount to pay for a vehicle than what we usually would do because we want to try to get some a hybrid or an electric vehicle. And would that just be like the Clay Camp Hummer, <laughs> electric Hummer? Is that that I, you get to drive around? You could turn your ATV in? I think what people talk about is a Tesla. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tesla. Yeah. yeah. What, would, what would be the first electric vehicle? Like what department would actually It's our that? facilities department oh, okay. uh, because they do a lot of maintenance between buildings and, you know, they might go to the library in West Salem or Holman. And so they take a vehicle. So they just want to have something that they can take within, you know, the campuses. Is that a word? Campi? Campuses? No, to be able, I think it's campuses. campuses. Um, so, you know, they haul lawnmowers, they haul tools, they haul. So it's just a, you know, a regular old pickup truck that they want to try to see if they can get an electric vehicle. So yeah, facilities would be the first one. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Jane Claycamp, Lacrosse County Administrator, hanging out with us. All right, we got to take one more break, and we'll be back. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. And I'm just reading. I didn't read the text during the break. I always do that, and then I try to do it on the air, and I can't read and talk at the same time. Jane Clay Camp, the Lacrosse County Administrator, is hanging out. We're just wrapping up. She's been here the whole hour. So uh, you want to get your text in, you better hurry up and do it. Um, we talk about the family keys. It's kind of a pilot program to assist with housing needs for child welfare-engaged families. Uh, some of that funding when it comes to that is that the, the the county or the county board checked enough boxes to apply to be able to get that that grant money is that kind of we, we set up a system where we can do this pilot program and therefore we were eligible for grant funding that is correct so human services is the department that manages that grant so either they applied for it or sometimes what happens is the state is trying to do something and they'll call us and say hey we want to try 
this. We want to try this pilot project. So I'm not exactly sure which one of those the situation was. But um, La Crosse has a pretty good reputation. La Crosse County has a pretty good reputation with the state. So often they'll ask us to try something to see if it works. Does the state just have like a grant board? We have grants for these. Who wants to apply? Yes. Is that okay? It's, I mean, it, that's overly <laughs> oversimplifying. But yes, that's kind of how it works. Um, yep. So and I, I bring up the like check boxes thing because we did this last month with the broadband mm. committee, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've we checked enough boxes now to get state grant funding eventually right. yeah. to broadband, I guess. Yes. Yeah, this, so the state has outlined, you know, a number of things that counties have to do to be able to get funding for broadband. And at the same time, they're still trying to see who does not have broadband within the state. So it's a fairly complicated sort of situation. So La Crosse County has passed some resolutions that indicate that we are interested in being broadband forward. We now have a broadband committee. Um, We've hired a broadband consultant that will help ensure that we are ready to apply for those grants. So really just trying to put everything in place. Um, And again, the state mandated like, hey, counties, if you want this money, you have to do this. So once they said that, then we did it. All right. Uh, Because again, broadband to those last you know, miles or yards or whatever to get it to individual houses, super expensive and just something that we wouldn't have been able to afford on our own. Yeah. I remember seeing, and we, and we talked about the numbers and I'm not going to have them in front of me, but it was like $15 million for a hundred houses or something. It might've even been less houses than that yeah. uh, because just some people are out in the, the boonies. I'm, I'm, I live out in the boonies, but the cable company for whatever reason decided they were going to lay uh, the newest whatever site I can't remember what the mm-hmm. the wires were that mm-hmm. that that uh, allowed us to just have better internet. Yeah. Um, last thing, uh, diversity consultant, yeah, uh, Shannon Kelly Ray. She was on my show I think last month, early last month, or maybe mm-hmm. maybe in June. But I think she was. They were gonna. She was going to interview county workers, and then the next thing was going to bring a survey to the public. Yep. Where are we with uh, with her? Yep. So she was just here last week, and she had a number of focus groups with county staff. So I think there were eight or something like that that county staff could go to and talk about what they think the county could do to be better. And when she when she's talking about um, helping people feel like they belong and that they're included, she's really talking about everything. It's you know sometimes people think of diversity, equity, and inclusion as about race only or about gender only or about, you know, something only. Oh, but yeah. she's, when, I, when she came out and I talked to her, it was like, you're talking about this thing, Rick, but it's way more than that. Exactly. So it, was hard to, it was a hard conversation to have because I just don't have a great, nobody has a great understanding of this except for the people that are doing it. Yes. So she is trying to interview as many people who work at the county. And then the next, she will give us a report on that in the near future. And then she will be, um, basically releasing a survey or I guess it's a survey that she would want the public to take. And she will also be doing some focus groups in the community. So she is interested in finding out what the public thinks. We will again be doing a lot of, you know, media on that once it's ready to go. So we obviously would like as much of the public to participate in that as possible. Is that going to be a thing that county people participate in or like I work in the county, but I don't live in the county. Mm -hmm. So do you know? Um, At this point, it's not your survey. So, I, my guess is there's probably she probably asks the question and about maybe a zip code or something like that. I don't exactly know, but we are obviously interested in people who live in the county. But I have to say, as we know, a lot of people drive in and work in the county. I think it's an important thing to be able to listen to to as many voices as possible. All right, last thing, I, I just pulled the calendar up. When we talk about you, if you want to get involved in government, you need to go to the committee meetings. 
I mean, you will know this off the top of your head. What what are the big? Not you're, this is going to be playing favorites with your children, so to speak. <laughs> so you don't want to offend anyone. But the big committee meetings that people, if I want to start somewhere, where should they start mm-hmm. in terms of? Uh, Mm -hmm. the committees that they should probably get involved in? Well, I would say that probably depends a bit on their matter of, you know, what's their personal interest. If they're interested in roads, then it is public works and infrastructure. If they're interested in planning or in land conservation, then it's planning resources and development. If it's health and human services, you go to health and human services. Um, There's veterans aging and long-term care. That's who's talking about Hillview. Um, And I'm missing one, which I'm feeling kind of embarrassed by. But anyway, so... I, I would say it depends upon someone's interest. What do they want to go and listen to and hear about? And I got them all right here. Veteran Services. Yeah. Board of Adjustments. Oh, that's a different. That's Okay. Yeah. I'm just reading the calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Labor Day. What no, is that? No, I'm just kidding. Just, yeah. That's a holiday. Mm-hmm. Planning Resources and Development. You might have mm-hmm. said that one. Mm-hmm. Um, planning Resources Development. Yeah. Oh, that's the same month. Veterans Public Works. Why didn't it go to the next month? I feel I like know. it did. County Board Supervisor Monthly Meeting. There's Executive Committee, so, so maybe we got them What I was on. thinking is, like, is it the Executive Committee? Is that that the- one covers kind of the broad county yeah. things that don't fit under any of those other areas. So the Executive Committee is the one that's been talking primarily about ARPA because ARPA didn't really fit under any of those other ones. So they tend to handle more um, things that, that matter to the in- entire county. So they would, they would be... They, for example, are the supervisors for uh, our legal, our human resources, our finance. They supervise all that because those are countywide um, where most of the committees focus on something or some a, a couple of things. Okay. Judiciary and law, did you uh, say that one? That's the one. Okay. That's the one that I forgot. I feel like I just read them all twice. But you know what? It's a month, so they're all in here twice. They yep. all meet every month. Yeah. Um, all right. That's Jane Claycamp. Jane Claycamp. She's the Lacrosse County Administrator. Um, yeah. Thanks, Jane. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts.